This episode of the University of Pleasure is brought to you by Choke Coffee. That's right, University of Pleasure fans. This is our first official sponsor, and we are thrilled to be partnering with Choke Coffee. Now, you're asking yourselves, Choke, this is a sex podcast. What are we talking about here? Well, it's not the kind of choke that you would think we would be talking about in the University of Pleasure. It actually has to do with jujitsu. And I am sure they actually make those sounds. This is fuel for grappling, folks. And I happen to be an expert on jujitsu. Why, you ask? Because I took three years of Olympic karate in the elementary school days. And of course, I watched the UFC. So I am one step from a ninja. Nobody challenge me, especially after I have a cup of hot choke coffee. So check out chokecoffeeco.com. Again, that website is chokecoffeeco.com for all things jujitsu choke coffee. Clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. Welcome to the University of Pleasure. Where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. All right, let's just get out of the way now. He's here. He's here. (laughs) Greg's here. (laughs) Yay. Jesus. Hi, Doc. Hi, Jeremiah. Hi, Hi, Greg. Greg. Uh, Welcome back. Thank you. So excited. (laughs) (laughs) And we are back, folks. We would have had this episode last week, but we've had technical difficulties because my computer's hate me. But we are, and I guess computers plural, but we are back. Today we have got our correspondent who used to go nowhere but now can go anywhere. Greg is back, folks. The illustrious have, Greg. He, who who used to go nowhere but we still send nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is all going to change. It's all going to change. Now we're going to get video in here before the end of season four. We're going to go out and about and meet people in town. Now that the doc is here in uh, the greater New York City area, we're going to do all kinds of fun things. It's going to be great. I feel it, doc. Don't you feel it? I feel it. I feel also that we need to get our schedules out then. <laughs> yeah, well, scheduling has been a little bit tough this year. It is, and I'm not going to lie. Season four, we've been up and down and left and right, but we're going to get this together. All kinds of great things coming our way. Don't forget to check out the Amy book written by Autumn Karen and myself, read by the illustrious Kelly Dorney. And then, of course, uh, Doc, what is that thing behind your head? Is that a turtle or a dinosaur? Do you have a dinosaur behind you? It's a dinosaur. It's a, it's actually a, a, well, it's called a piggy bank, but I guess it's a dino bank. You have a dino piggy bank behind you. Awesome. I've never seen it before. I'm sorry, but I get distracted easily and you changed your background. I love dinosaurs. Nothing wrong with dinosaurs. I think they're cool as hell. So uh, (laughs) dinosaurs are great. I just got a little distracted. Anyway, today we're going to be doing a little bit of a round table. And uh, we brought in Greg specifically for this at the doc's request, not mine. But it doesn't matter. Oh. I love him. Listen, I love him. We've been friends it a very long time. doesn't seem like it right now. I just don't. I, no, that's <laughs> not true. I love him. I would walk through love. lava for this man. I just, I don't love him as much here in the University of Pleasure because I see how excited you get and it makes me insecure. And that's going to be something we're going to be talking about today is insecurity. So, you know, a a certain aspect (laughs) of insecurity. And it's fine. It's totally fine. Okay. This is why I will never get tenure at this university. I will always be an adjunct. (laughs) That's right. That's right. 
because I'm in we charge. We can talk about it, Greg. What? Yeah. No, I think you can't mean. talk about it. You can't talk about it unless you talk to me. I am a business partner on this. We, I said we'll talk about it. We'll. <laughs> oh, we'll. See, I know she got serious there because she went about it. it. Like her accent came out like it was really strong. That's how you know she gets serious. When she's laying down the law, that accent comes out strong. I tell you what. (laughs) Well, it is great to see everybody. I'm happy to be here. I love seeing all of our University of Pleasure people back on the old Zoom call. And uh, here we go. Doc, what are we talking about today? This is a big one because, ironically, over 105 episodes of this show, we've never talked about this directly like where we just like yeah it's always been a tertiary topic probably just like an aside i don't yeah. know is that what tertiary means an aside can you just yeah. it it is early <laughs> i don't i don't have time i didn't bring a fucking thesaurus like can i just i just it's usually been a smaller part of our episodes all right never a direct i feel episode. i feel like maybe the computers got you in a bit of a uh amped up energy state no it did. okay <laughs> listen, i was about to throw them all out the window <laughs> this morning so what 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 are li- are millions of uh, fans listening at home or in their cars or wherever you listen to the university of pleasure don't know is we were supposed to record this episode last week and my computers crashed not one but two so then I spent all this time fixing them, going through, you know, figuring out why they weren't working, did all the updates, did all the fixes. Great. Felt great. Tested everything literally two days later. And now today I turned them all on and the first one crashed again. Then it stopped working. And that was the new computer. So then I had to go back to the old computer and the old computer wouldn't work. And then I had to re-update the update. That I, It just has been – I just – Technology is so great until all of a sudden it gives you the middle finger and then you're just like, why are you doing this to me? But it doesn't matter because we're here. It's working. So let's get this episode going before the computer crashes because I have nothing backed up. All right. Well, we'll all just take a deep breath and uh, then we'll talk about penis size because that's what we're here to talk about. Penis size. We're here to talk about penis size. Yes. Because it is a common area of dialogue in my office uh, and just in the world. In the world. Well, I don't feel bad about this anymore because not that I ever felt bad. You know, I want to be very clear about that. I never felt bad about my penis size or anything, but I did watch some documentaries about it, uh, just, you know, purely for research purposes, not because I had any insecurities about this in in the slightest. But, uh, and they said back in Roman times, it was like really gross to have a big giant penis, which is why all those statues have little penises. So I am sticking to that. And that is what helps me sleep better at night. So thank you for whatever that documentary is. I also love that, like, I also just love that culturally one end of the spectrum or the other needs to be really bad. <laughs> I, love this. Well, I, love this. I was just going to say that. I was like, we've got to go to extremes. Yeah. Like we just, yeah. It's like, okay, no, that's good. That's bad. This I, is, I don't yep, know. Yep. It's a, it's yeah. a, it was a cultural thing that happened where big penises meant all of a sudden that, you know, if you didn't have a big penis, you were a bad lover and all these other things. We're, I know we're going to deep dive in all of this, but I literally mm-hmm. did watch this documentary. It was like, you know, back in Roman times, having a giant penis was really bad. That's why all these famous statues have little wieners. I'm like, well, I must have been, a, I would have been a king in Roman times. So uh, I'm not trying to give away anything it. about my, how totally dare separate. you, yeah. how oh, well. dare you. Okay. We're trying to talk okay. about something that may not be insecure. That's what we're talking about this for. But and can I also say what? separately, I, just separately of all of this, and maybe this is, we don't need to like, but wasn't also part of the like lack of focus on large genitalia on like artworks and statues didn't that also have to do around like not wanting to detract from the piece rest of the art yeah i think that was awesome i think it's multi-dynamic why art pieces i think it's not what i took away from it that's not what i took away from it at all so um, or you know what though because some artists have real hard time you know like getting eyes done right maybe this was just a period of time where it was really hard to get the full nature of the penis in a sculpture. That's true. It could have been very hard. I so thank it's just you. easier to build a small penis because, hey, everyone can, yeah, knows what it is. It's for all good. 
It could be. That very well could be. All right. So let's talk about this, Doc. You hear about this all the time. Obviously, all men, you know, all walks of life with people that have penises uh, might run into nervousness or insecurity about themselves in the bedroom or their, you know, if you are a cisgender male with a penis and you, uh, you know, uh, and I say, uh, did I say all the things right? Cisgender male with a penis, but like your manhood and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, I think people with penises just generally like there are lots of people with penises that really haven't thought much about them. And then there are lots of people that have thought a lot about them and then everything in between. Yeah. But I am curious, like one of the ways that I think it might just to to get us all in sort of the, the same baseline as we talk about this. So I actually have a question for the two of you. Yeah. Okay, so. Oh, OK. What are the messages that you two feel like you've heard about the importance of penis size? Right. Like, so just. What's the stuff that you, whether if I'm not asking, is it right? But what's just the messaging? Like, why is it important? Oh, or why is it? That's meaningful? easy. Ever since you're a kid, it's like the bigger, the better. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you, yeah. It, yeah. If you had, like, if you're changing in the locker room and, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, crap, look at him. Like, you're like, uh oh, like, there's something, like, I'm behind. It's like, wait, why am I not? looking the same way what like is is there something wrong with me kind of thing and i think that just kind of perpetuates um throughout most of adolescence until adulthood and then you find you know then you find the perfect partner where it doesn't matter anymore well yeah and then i would say that you know growing up when you start discovering things like pornography and stuff like that it, it's really hammered home i thank you uh, it's really <laughs> <laughs> it's really hammered home that you, you know, to be a, a good lover and truly please a person with a vagina that you uh, have to have a or, big penis. Uh, I would not just say a vagina, any kind of penetrative. Any activity. kind of penetrative sex. The bigger. Thank, thank you, Doc. I was yeah. just about to jump on that statement. <laughs> so the, you know, it, it, it's it's really hammered home that. The bigger the penis, the better the lover, uh, that somehow you are lacking in in the sexual department if your penis is not as big. And then, you know, you see all kinds of things, everything from television that's not even related to pornography where, you know, you could be watching like an HBO TV show and, you know, one of the characters will be like, oh, my God. And he had the most amazing dick. It was so big. And, oh, my God, it hit me in such amazing places. So there's Jared, all you of can a... admit that you watch Sex in the City. It's I, okay. I, I didn't, I've never watched that show. I have never watched no, that never. show. OK, never. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know me. OK, you're right. Oh, you're right. It was a cultural phenomenon. How did you never watch that show? Because, <laughs> because I uh, just never, it was, I never got into it. Okay. I'm not putting anybody down that watched it. I just never watched it myself. I've watched Sorry. other shows where they talk about it and why they talk about, you know, these characters will be like, oh my God, you know, he was a good lover, but then I was with this guy and he had a huge dick and it was just the greatest thing ever. So, you know. And then you hear all the other signaling of things like just like, uh, well, I mean, I guess I'm repeating myself. You know, it's just that idea that if you are, you know, smaller, you're not as good a lover. And, you know, then you have people saying like, oh, I don't care about size. But do you do you not really care about size? Well, I actually have a question about that for the doc. Mm -hmm. Do you get more females or more males bringing up? penis size in sessions i get more cisgender men bringing up concerns about penis size in session than i do like if we're looking at like women who have sex with men like yeah definitely or people frankly actually people who have sex with men right it's not coming up as often usually it is uh the the owner of the phallus oh okay. got it that's okay that that is, that's what i that that's what i was bringing up the concerns um the owner of a of the phallus what an interesting yes that is a really well well done well done you threaded that needle well and, well, and then uh, i will also throw into this mix here doc that you know then 
you know, this is something we have talked about in prior episodes. Don't ask me which one because I can't remember. But, you know, that, you know, intimidation with toys for people who are owners of the phalluses because then the toy shows up and it's larger than their phallus. And then all of a sudden, you know, if your partner's enjoying that toy, it's like, oh, my God, here it is. Proof, proof in the pudding. They don't even sell them in this in in the normal size, you know, which is not true. They do. But, you know, how many, you know, when anytime you see anything about dildos, it's not like, oh, I got the, uh, you know, small to medium, <laughs> you know, and they're usually like the eight and above club, like you just stepped out of a porno movie. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of that intimidation is built there, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, so in general, I think like all of that message and we could keep like going like to, one of the things that you brought up, uh, Jeremiah, to around like just sort of general media. Um, it is also like. The interesting thing is like, well, not interesting. It's just notable. Like, you know, it's a punchline. We've made it a joke in films, television, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like the ultimate burn, right? Well, you got small dick, right? Yeah, <laughs> burn. Like, right. It's, right. And so like, it is not of any surprise whatsoever that people might be a little worried about the size of their penis because it's just it's like a hot it's like a an insult right as the points that you two were making right it's like a symbol of masculinity absolutely been a symbol symbol of someone's like sexual effectiveness right like like how effective are you going to be as a sexual partner you know we've created those associations but what's really interesting is you know you asked me that question, Greg, around like when I'm talking about it, you know, keep in mind, this is anecdotal, but like when I'm speaking about it with people, oftentimes more often than not, it is not with someone then would be like a smaller than average penis. It's usually someone with an average penis, actually. Like that's more often the conversation that's coming up. Right? Well, I can honestly tell you, about- I can honestly tell you right now. All right, though, but even just the way you said that, Right. Even just the way you explain, we explain penis sizes. It's above average. Well, listen, I didn't do great in school. Okay. That's not a secret. But if Mm -hmm. somebody said you were above average in school and like you got AP classes, that's a really good, just that wording is a good indicator. If you're average, that usually is. But in a scientific method, average literally is like maybe we should have said the median size penis instead of average, because it literally at some point in time, there's a scale. Yeah, yeah, there is. And I I totally agree. But I'm going to just tell you right now. There's got to be an average size. And I totally agree with you. I'm not putting anything the dog is saying. Now, I'm just saying, like, you know, if I go into a burrito shop, I'm not getting a medium burrito. I want the XL burrito because it sounds better and I'm probably going to be more satisfied. I'm just. There's there's truth, right? There's truth in what you're saying. And I could, like, really deep dive into this, like, whole idea. Like, so you're talking about, like, statistical terms, right? Like, so Greg, what you were just saying, you know, like you're looking at statistical norms, like what is, what is like average above average, you know, exceptionally, exactly. like, right? Like below. And, and to be fair to what you're saying, Jeremiah is like, that's all been associated with like, really a lot of times crap. It shouldn't be good, bad. Right. Like we've talked before about like in sex a lot, this idea of like average or norm, like what's in the norm, like interestingly is like healthy and anything outside of it is not, but it's really just. It's just about difference and it's about diversity and diversity is often neither good nor bad. It's just diversity. Um, But I think uh, it it is interesting, right? Like when sex with a lot of other things around sex, people are like, I want to be normal. I want to be what they're saying is I want to be average, right? Or above, you know, like I want to be whatever that is. But then when it comes to penis size. I don't want to be average. No way. <laughs> I don't want to be in the norm. I don't want to be in the norm. I don't want to be in that statistic. I want to be norm. impressive. I want to be above. Yeah. And you're right, Jeremiah. You are right. Like, it's when we're young, like, we could, I'm not going to do it, but as a psychologist, we could deep dive in the language that we use around some of these things. Like, you be careful, Jeremiah, what you open up here because you're not, <laughs> you're not wrong, right? Like, the, the language that we use around things like has meaning and and for some people can like have be painful meaning around things. But if but if like like so you're right, like in school above average is good, below average is bad, average is like you're just okay, but you're nothing special. You know, like there is a lot of meaning with that terminology. But I am speaking in more like statistical terms, right? Where somebody for some folks, 
like they are maybe aware that their penis size is notably notably smaller than what would be considered the statistical medical like average right now keep in mind like who know like I, i'm not an expert on the science of that you know like i've read some of the studies but at the same time like i think that that's you know whatever i'm not going to get i'm not going to deep dive into all of that but like i'm not a part of the medical community studying that so i should just say that out loud but my point how does one get to be on that committee i'm you know the question greg i think it is, is that a field trip that I, that we can organize for me it's you know what it's like one of those it's like I back in the day back in the day it's like you know it's one of that field trip like going to the genesee I, country yeah, I, museum I i'm now i'm now <laughs> I'm now an expert on Genesee beer. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Some it's some medical research community. So yeah, but I, I appreciate it. if I find out, Greg, I'll let you know. I'll, okay. I'll you I, I'm recording. just saying if there's an opening somewhere, they just need an average man's opinion. Hey, <laughs> you know, kill two birds, one stone, that kind of thing. Yeah, got it. I'll send that your info your way. Um, but to the point that I was making, a lot of times it would be, it is people whose penises are the in the uh, more typical size range. There we go. In the more typical size range, it doesn't matter what language that I use, somebody's going to feel hurt by it. So <laughs> in the more, like generally speaking, in the more typical size range, it is it is more commonly where there's like, there isn't like this medical, not like they've talked to a doctor and a doctor's like, no, this is your size is in the typical range this you know because there's certain people that might have much smaller than typical penises you maybe heard people refer to things like micro penises and things like that yes like where somebody is like really acutely aware i just want to be very that, clear i said yes very like a like uh, yes uh, but that wasn't because of my me i just was i have and heard if the you term did, there would be nothing wrong with that that's right that's right not shame that experience absolutely not reasons. i'm just was saying that i knew the term right very, and uh, so quickly. any Anywho, right, like you, it, when I'm having these conversations, like it is often with people who really are worried that like because they're not like real large, you know, like and again, I, I don't this is probably maybe to your point. Like, I don't know that pornography, Jeremiah, as you were mentioning earlier, has helped. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely that. not. I, I can honestly tell you. And not to, you know, get deep diving into it, but, you know, when you watch some... Uh, we're actually literally, we're literally here to deep dive into it. All right, so well, we'll deep dive. So <laughs> the, you know, right. like when you're watching some classic, you know, vintage pornography, the sizes of uh, penises actually seem to vary more. You know, there's more uh, diversity in penal size in the 70s, uh, you know, 70s. It's really like in the 1980s. You know, being a pornography connoisseur, uh, the, the, the all of a sudden it became about like just the bigger, the wiener, like the better. And then it was all just about size and, you know, having the most ginormous wieners. And so, you know, I, I feel like more as media has come, you know, into the forefront, that has been something that's really kind of turbocharged this thought process. I'm sure it's always been there. But I would just say, like, I'm being very, I mean, am I wrong? I mean, when I have watched a lot of vintage pornography, it's been more varying in sizes. Um, I think the same could be said of, like, like feminine bodies as well in pornography and how they've changed over time as well. Like, I think we could say that across, like, a lot of different aspects and components. I don't think you're wrong, Jeremiah, but I think... You know, you look at like some of the more vintage pornography, older pornography, or even like go into an art museum. Like sometimes when you're in an art museum, you're really just looking at really old porn. Yeah, truth. (laughs) So like, like, you know, you're looking at sexual, sensual, erotic imagery and like you can see it. If you go to an art museum, you can see how the representation of like what's sexy, what's appealing, right? Like how it's changed literally across time and humanity. And it's very culturally bound. You know, it's it's very culturally bound. It's bound by history and time. Like I love going to art museums and just being like, like this is like a representation of like beauty or virility, right? At a certain point in time. And so like, it's all arbitrary. Like we've, we've constructed it. We've construct, like, just like if we have this conversation about like penis size, like that's a, that's a construct that is the society we've created. The pornography industry, has done 
some help i like i always imagine like was there like somewhere in like the 90s like a like a big pornography convention with somebody just like that was like hey you know what you know what everybody i got an idea yeah <laughs> like this is where this is where our we're trending you know yeah, like, in our an idea should <laughs> like, we make them big we let's make them really big. big let's make them the biggest <laughs> ever like only hire like, people think... that are like nine and a half plus inches long right and and to, and I think in that same meeting there was probably lots of conversations about like cis women's bodies as well, right? Like, oh yeah, I think. But there are always trends and changing trends. But like around like uh, from like a history and culturally bound perspective, like what is what is erotic, what is sexy? Like so, for instance, like if you take let's take it out of penis size, it's just an example of that. Is like literally the Kardashians have changed the landscape of feminine physique and what's considered sexy. Like, okay. literally, right? Like those. Surgeons. But I think in that sense, though, especially when you're talking about Kim Kardashian, she literally has a shape that is so rare. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and I think going back to why porn's like, oh my god, it's not the typical size where all of a sudden you're like, I have a guy who's got a foot long dong, and <laughs> we need to put you in a movie. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what was the what was the Mark Wahlberg thing about? Oh, the, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. You know, I'm a where, bright shining where star. I remember, I'm a bright shining you know, star. When that came out and they <laughs> and they did the 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 frontal shot uh, of him, and I'm like, whoa! It was, was like, a prosthetic. It was a prosthetic. I, of course, it was. I I mean, because they're still mostly all prosthetics. It's very rare that even in regular TV and movies that you get to see. Except Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender is literally a baby's arm holding an apple. Like, that is a real scene, and he's now known for it. Even George Clooney talked about it in an interview where he was like, I saw the movie and was like, I'm never doing a nude scene again after Michael Fassbender in that movie, which I don't remember the name. But it had to do with him having full front nudity. But back to, you know, like, when you're looking at something like that, and I, I kind of wanted to go back to Jeremiah's burrito reference. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the kind of guy who's like, yeah, got to go for the extra large. Well, great. So you eat the extra large burrito and then you feel like crap for how long afterwards because it was too big. Okay. As opposed to, hey, if I had just gotten the normal size burrito, I would have been satiated, I would have been full, I would have been happy, and I wouldn't have felt like, oh my God, like I need to like die for three days and then re-resurrect myself. Well, first of all, <laughs> this is a horrible analogy because uh, I've never been satiated by a normal size burrito, okay? Um, but th- that's not the point, all right? But I and understand yes, what you yes. are saying, Gregory. I do understand what you are saying. You because are, yes. I have heard- You're an exception to the rule, I, I get it. I have heard the rumors out there that people, unlike me, that like to have a normal sized burrito and they are quite full and very, very happy with said burrito and even might not eat the whole thing. So in that aspect of things, I have also, you know, been told the rumor on the street, Doc, okay, is that oftentimes sometimes being very large in the Wiener Depot might be too much and not as enjoyable for some partners because of the fact that it's just too overwhelming. And then for a few days after, you know, having a sexual experience uh, for any penetrative sex that, you know, might have some soreness or, you know, difficulty. So mm-hmm. I, I have heard that rumor. Yeah. So well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I want to respond to what you're talking about. I first just that I only eat XL burritos. I feel no, I feel very distracted by the phrase Wiener Depot. Stop! I need to just. Is that too? I just need to erase that from my consciousness quickly, so I can like focus on what you're saying. Bleaching the memory. Yeah, like you know what I really want to do. Like, that's not about me, but like, I really, what I really love for, like, as a world, for all of us to do is to also like take it out of like, for something to be okay, the other thing needs to be bad, right? Like, like so, like so for, and I know you're not saying that, Jeremiah, but like. Like women, let's say in this dynamic, you're talking about women, but lots of people enjoy penises, right? And being sexual with penises. But in this case, you're talking about women. Like women need to either like not like a big penis or like, you know what I mean? Like for like, but the reality is like, there's, 
there is diversity. Like there are going to be some some people, right? Like across sort of sexual orientations and the gender spectrum that are like, I like a really large penis. And that is something that I like. And that's something that I want. And I want it with a high degree of consistency. And there's going to be some people that are like, New Year's and Halloween, right? Like <laughs> those are fun <laughs> for me. And I enjoy that, right? But like, that's a once a year thing. Or like, I do have a 10 inch dildo. And I only pull that out a couple times a year because it is a bit much and it's a fun novel thing. And then there's going to be some people that are like, no, 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 do not get it away. Sure. <laughs> and then there's sure. going to be other people that are like, don't put anything in me at all. And there's going to be a whole continuum of that. And I think part of what's really important is being able to look at like, there is diversity in what people like and they experience. And just because somebody, and like the meaning that we give that, right? Because let's say somebody's like, I do like that New Year's Halloween big, <laughs> big experience, but that doesn't mean that like they wouldn't also be completely satisfied and enjoy an experience that's not that big. Pain. Like a lot of, to your point, like I am someone that also works with sexual pain. Right. I work with sexual pain and I work with couples that sometimes have very real and very frustrating ergonomic issues in which one person is much too big for the other person's body. And it's created a lot of struggles. And then the person with like a bigger penis in that scenario is going like everyone tells you that this is so great. Right. Like everyone tells you that this is going to be the best thing. And this freaking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like. I'm having a really hard time separately. I've also like with worked with a number of people with penises that are much more like large than typical that have talked about like pressure they feel to like really be able to do something amazing with that big penis. Right. Like, like I literally had one, like somebody a long time ago, very long time ago, talk about like feeling like a racehorse, right? Like I just need to perform. I constantly need to perform. And if I'm not constantly performing, he's like so much pressure. Right. And people, so like from any end of the spectrum, there are beautiful, wonderful things about life. And then there are problems <laughs> and sure. nobody gets to escape typically across the lifespan. At some point, people are going to experience the problem end of the spectrum as well. And so I think that just trying to get out of the dichotomy of like, for for this to be okay, this needs to be bad, or like vice versa. I think we do. I think we have a really hard time as a human species not getting into that black and white space. That was a long soliloquy, but anyway. I'm so with you, and I think listen, and Greg, like, I want you to hold you... that thought because oh. we're going to take a quick break here, and I want to come back with Greg's thoughts on uh, what the doc was saying there, and so uh, we'll be right back with. Uh, the old uh, ding-dong conversation. And uh, thank you all for your participation. And we'll be right back. Don't touch that dial, folks, because it's a word from our sponsor, and our sponsor is Choke Coffee. That's right, folks, our first sponsor, and this is our first in-between commercial break for ChokeCoffeeCode.com. Choke Coffee is submission fuel for the grappling enthusiast. It's all about jujitsu, baby, and I, Jeremiah James, your old pal, is a jujitsu champion in my own mind. That's right in my own mind, and I love drinking little White Belt Tears, a breakfast blend super smooth with hints of vanilla, and it's the best seller at ChokeCoffeeCo.com. So go to ChokeCoffeeCo.com. It is for the grappling enthusiasts. Hoo-ha-hee, ChokeCoffeeCo.com. And we are back, folks. Talking about penis sizes. Penis has so many fun names to utilize, which I was mostly excited about doing this episode. Not that I'm intimidated by my penis size or need X, Y, or Z, but I just had so many. There's so many great words for penises. Ding-dongs, wieners, schlongs. Like, I just, I love that. But schlong, we probably, maybe schlong isn't a good one because of the connotation, like schlong, and it's like long and schlong, long schlong. You know what I mean? 
And we're here to no talk idea. about. I have no idea that the like ideology of these words. So all of them make me nervous. <laughs> all right. So let's get back to ding dong size here. Let's talk about uh, Greg was going to jump in on what the doc was saying uh, from her soliloquy before we took a break. So no, so the doc was like saying like, hey, no matter where you are in the spectrum, there's always going to be people that are happy, people that are not so happy. So it all sounds like if you are in the middle, the typical, you have the most even amount of problems and happiness than you would if you go to the extremes. Well, I mean, it really depends, right? Like that's that's sort of like my point. It, like it depends on how you're perceiving it, right? Like we this if this is America, the middle's never good enough, right? That's right. Like we, uh, <laughs> except I mean, we're losing our middle class. We might as well lose, you know. The yeah, average. like say, we we're a culture of exceptionalism in many many ways, and I think that that could absolutely extend to this conversation. I think part of what. Um, what is just really, I mean, like, you know, I've had a lot of like conversations with people and like, again, like a gay men, straight men, like folks with penises are queer identifying kind of that enjoy being sexual with people across the gender spectrum, like just from an incredibly diverse level of sort of backgrounds. And I think a lot of people just sort of generally have the same fears. A lot of us, like we boil it down. A lot of us walk through life just generally being afraid of not being good enough. Right. True. In some kind of way, true, in true. some kind of area of our life. Right. And as someone that focuses a lot on sexual, like sexual behavior, right. That's an area where sometimes like people can get over, like that's where their, their thing can be, where they get overly focused or overly fixated on not being good enough. The, the struggle and the irony of it is a lot of times I'm not talking with people whose partners have wagered complaints. Right. They're not coming in right. saying like, hey, my partner's feeling really dissatisfied with, or maybe they're single. The people I've been with have saying they're really dissatisfied. They're talking about an anxiety, a fear that they're really not good enough. And like the really the penis has become a symbol. <laughs> it's a symbol of like not being good enough in some kind of way. And and what's tricky is that like a lot of times partners, I've done plenty of couples therapy where partners are like, I don't care about your penis size, but I do care about how much space this insecurity is taking up in the room. Like that, I care about. That is ruining my good time. Like, and it would be like a similar, like I think a similar conversation would be about like body image, right? If somebody's, let's say, having a, like just general body image concerns, maybe it's about their body shape or their weight or aging. If somebody's constantly bringing that up or you want somebody with this kind of body, don't you? You want somebody with this kind of, like, or being overly apologetic about their body. Like, I'm sorry, I can't, like, I'm sorry, I don't look this way. I'm sorry, I don't look this way. People start to be like, well, I didn't care before, but I kind of care now because right, it's right. really bumming me out, right? The same thing is true of, you know, people's penis sizes in which, you know, that's not always the case. There are going to be some people that really do just prefer a larger penis. But I would probably argue that, I think that that gets villainized in certain ways, but People have preferences about bodies all the time. Sure. I, but I would say, you know, the, the struggle there, Doc, if I may say, is, you know, when you when people say that they have it, it the thing that goes in mentally uh, is like um, the again, it goes back to that idea that your the, they prefer the penis because it physically is better for it makes them feel better right and so that somehow you know you could never please that person if you weren't a big penis right that goes like just beyond preference per se but like you're not good enough for that person because you don't right. have that well, big let's, enough let's penis. Just, can right? I, like like it just doesn't hit the right spot right. if it's right. not a certain size. Right. So it becomes this thing of like physically you cannot make them happy, on, you know, because you don't have that size of a penis. Well, right. I wouldn't I say make them happy. It'd be like make them perhaps the happiest because you can still make them happy in other ways, I would think. Right. If you are I mean, listen, that's what we're here about. I mean, all the time. Yeah. We always talk about it here at the University of Pleasure. It's like, you know, Doc will always say you got elbows, you got fingers, you got all these great things. You know, it's not just about mm -hmm. the one thing. 
But, you know, it's like with somebody, you know, you hear those things out. There's like, you know, uh, someone's like uh, really into size. Right. And that's because and you, you know, I only will have sex with people like my preference is seven inches and above. Right. Well, that takes out a lot of the marketplace. And then that that's the idea that you could never please that person because you physically uh, are not up to the no, task. No, I, I understand what you're saying, Jeremiah. And you're right. Like those things, like when people are overly rigid about those things, it's probably, I, I would argue that like for the person that's like, I only, I would say other things are chance too. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, you know, life is long if you're lucky, right? Life is long if you're lucky. So, you know. Don't be like, it's kind of like when somebody on a Tinder profile says, I only date people that are six feet tall. Like the reality too, is that I get what you're saying, Jeremiah, that, 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 that messaging, like that someone can't be physically pleased unless like separately, there are also like penis extenders, there are toys, there are tons of adaptations somebody can make. Right. And separately, there are some partners that might, it might be both and right. Like we talk about this all the time where people might be having multiple experiences. They might say, I love a big penis. I do. It feels really good. I really like it. And they might have a partner that doesn't have an overly large penis. That doesn't mean that they, that, that person says, but everything else about you is fucking wonderful. And I enjoy being sexual with you. And so let's figure that out. If that's something that I really like and what it requires from the other person, well, it requires from that person, like honesty and just sort of being real with that. And what it requires from the other person is like the capacity to be able to maybe sit with that insecurity enough to to engage in some adaptations, right? Like there are, I think the idea that like, it becomes too extreme. It's like, you could never please me. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of, a lot, you could <laughs> never. Like that's going to be probably, frankly, a pretty specific person, right? And And again, I'm not trying to villainize anyone. There might be a pretty specific person that's just like, I'm sorry, this is like, I've had, Usually that's not coming from someone who's fresh out the gate being a sexual person. That's probably going to be from somebody that's maybe had a bit of sexual experience. And they're like, I just know what I like. I know my preferences. My argument is that people do have a lot of preferences in people's physicalities, right? Like somebody might like someone with a larger chest. Somebody might like somebody with a certain body shape. And I understand what you're saying, Jeremiah, that there's a, there's a physicality to this, but I would say there's a physicality to that as well. It's really, we're talking about like arousal satisfaction, whether that's coming from like, uh, I see you with my eyes and it creates like an emotional satisfaction that then creates arousal. Or it's literally like when I'm getting part A hit in this way, right? It feels that's the only way I can come or that's whatever it might be. But my point is like some, most people are not going to live on those far of the extremes, right? Like there are some people that are like, I just need this and I don't want to villainize those people. That's your right. <laughs> like it's your right. right to say, like to be honest about what you want and what you need. And not every, like we can't be everything for everyone. True. We just can't. True. Like right. we can't be the ideal that everyone has. And that is okay. <laughs> like it's totally okay. But there's going to be such a huge swath of people that, for instance, might like, so for instance, let's take the like, I'll only date people six feet and above on Tinder. How many of those people end up not sticking with that? Like, <laughs> so many of those people are like, I only want someone in the six, three and makes 200 grand a year. And then they meet someone right. they're like, but you're nice. Right. And you treat yeah. me well. So you know what? You're 5'10", and I just don't fucking care. <laughs> right. Like, so sometimes we think that something is really going to be our preference, or we think that it's really important, and then our data comes in, and it stops being as important to us, right? Like, maybe we had a previous sexual partner, and we attributed the reason it wasn't that fun to their penis size. But we get somebody... The next partner maybe has even a smaller than typical penis, but they're a fucking blast in bed. And so then suddenly we rearrange what it is we think we want. It's no different than being like, I'm going to go to this restaurant and I'm going to get this thing. And then you go and something else on the menu strikes your fancy and you go, the world. And then you try it and you're like, shit, that's so much better than my usual order. Because as humans, we change our minds all the time in the face of new information. So then my I, question would be for you, Doc. 
is let's talk about some tips and tricks for those out there that might be having some nervousness about this aspect and find a way maybe to balance that. I mean, is there a way? Yeah, I mean, well, like part of what I'm talking about, like I think there's there's tips and tricks, right? Like, sure. And this stuff that I'm talking about, like rearranging one's thinking about it is going to be the one that gives you the biggest bang for your buck over time, right? Like yeah, because there's not it's not like tips and tricks specific to a person. It's like, hey, society, let's not think good or bad. Let's just think preference. Right. And and also like within oneself around like what kind of meaning am I giving this? Like we do a lot of meaning making around things like we do meaning around oh, weight. We could right? like we do a lot of meaning around about like our weight or our body shape or our size. Like like this is another area where we've done a lot of meaning making at the beginning of the podcast, like at the beginning of this. Right. I asked you, like, what's some of the messaging that you've heard? And to be fair, that's meaning that's been culturally constructed. And in many ways, people have internalized it over time. And you can't you can't blame people for that. Like, yeah, like, of course, people have internalized that. And I think part of what the like what to do, and I know this comes up in a lot of podcasts, where it's like, what to do? And I'm like, the hard work, the hard stuff, <laughs> the hard, the hard part, the hard work <sighs> around really starting to work on shifting, like, what kind of meaning am I giving that? Because what meaning someone's and this is the tips and tricks, the meaning that you're giving that is takes an energy brings an energy like with it that you are bringing into the room with someone else if you are walking into the room already telling yourself i'm not good enough to be here how fun of a sexual time is that going to be for you right and is it going to be for somebody else right and i don't mean to like overly reduce this down to like just tell yourself you're good enough and it'll all be easy (laughs) i'm not (laughs) i'm not trying to say that but i do think that like really starting to rearrange our own thinking about some of these things because again there are some people that are going to really care right there are some people that are going to be like no it really is important to me and that's their right we all have things that feel important to us but there's going to be also a lot of people that are like i think there's this middle group of people that care until they don't right do you know what i mean when i say that no i do yeah i do where it's like, idealistically, I want somebody with a bigger penis. But then they meet somebody and they're like, oh, this doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> right. Like, uh, sorry. Or right. what you thought was important changes as you, as your mental capacity changes, where you're like, hey, I thought this was number one priority, but I guess it really isn't. You know, right. so... So that's going to happen and ever evolve, I would assume, for as all humans as we go through life. Right. I mean, you know, the other reality, and I don't mean this, this isn't like a shade on someone with a larger penis, but like as as we age, it does not matter the size, everyone's functioning will be affected. This is true. (laughs) This is true. It's not the size of the boat. It's the motion in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Like... As we age, our capacity to adapt, right, is really what allows us to like keep having fun, enjoyable sexual experiences. And I think it, I think there is wisdom in learning how to adapt when we're younger versus being like, I'll adapt when bad, like when things that I perceive as bad start happening, right? Right. Versus like, you know, I could maybe do some of that work now on trying to think about how to be adaptable. Like to your question, Jeremiah, like, specific things like let's say somebody is in a relationship with somebody that's like i do like sometimes you know maybe beyond halloween and new year's a bigger experience like a bigger penis experience or a bigger sort of experience of penetration than i'm getting um more i don't want to like sometimes it is like a visual I, I i say that because it's not always about penetration that somebody might want something to be larger sometimes sure. it's about an, an eroticism yeah of something right like i I just like the looks of it (laughs) and it really turns me on. But like, if someone is like, I want bigger penetration than someone's like body is able to allow, there are toys, there are extenders, there are things that people can use to your much earlier point, Jeremiah, you do though have to be able to figure out how to use those in like a fun, like, look at this, like brilliant adaptation we found kind of way versus like, 
this is my, this is a symbol of my failure. Right. <laughs> right. My nemesis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Like, oh, it's that time of year again. I got to pull out the thing that actually makes this person happy. Right. Right. Because here's the thing. Look, if the extender is on you, you are making the person happy. <laughs> if you are wielding the toy, you are making the person happy. It would be no different than like if you were sitting on, uh, let's say you were sitting and watching TV and you start rubbing someone's shoulders and they're like, that's nice, but it's not quite deep enough. And so someone's like, hold on, let me grab this. Like you're seeing those like weird, like not oh, yeah. sort of, of course, thing, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Where someone's like, let me use this tool and manipulate it in a way that helps you feel even better. It's the same thing. <laughs> sure. Except one has more neutral meaning than the other. So right? would you the say then much to, more negative to, connotation. for those who might have insecurities out there, this is, and again, because it is such a, a very sensitive, and you said you get a lot of this, you know, with people with penises. So would you say trust in your partner if they're saying that they are happy and having a good time, that that doesn't mean that they're not if they would want that every once in a while experience with something bigger or a toy, that it's just preference. It's fun. It's something different. It's it's variety. It's a different sensory experience, right? Like, I think we seek those all the time. Somebody can be like, I love the adrenaline of skydiving, but I don't need to go more than once every three years you sure, know sure like we we do Fair. we do seek novelty and i think one of the things that i think can be really helpful and this is a tip this is a tip i don't know if i call it a trick but i call it a tip is you know you do let's say if you're somebody that's struggling with like feelings of insecurity about your size. And like I said, I want to be really like, I'm not being judgmental about that. We live in a society that is very judgy about penis size. So it makes sense if you don't feel super secure about it. But if you're someone that's really struggling with that, you probably do need to talk to your partner about it. But like, there's a difference between finding a balance between like, hey, I have this insecurity versus relying on your partner for consistent and constant external reassurance that that you're okay right like so for instance being like hey this is an insecurity that i have and like i'm not saying this is first date dialogue right but like maybe in more of a longer term kind of scenario where you share that with someone and they know and they maybe give you some reassurance versus sometimes people can get like well i think you just want this no no i like you i like i like your body you know where they're like constantly seeking external reassurance because we do that a lot when we feel insecure right we do it about body image we do it about our appearance like are you sure i look nice do i really look nice yes you look great and like a lot of times people's partners patience starts to wear thin around that sure yeah like how many times do i have to tell you i love you for who you are yeah or you're fine you please me i really enjoy being yeah. sexual with you and and so i think part of it is like yeah you probably need to talk about it and bring it up but in general, most of us do better if we are working on becoming our own reassurer, right? Rather than relying on external reassurance, right? Someone else to tell us it's okay. Because external reassurance can be really helpful and it can be soothing. But if we keep kind of in a compulsory way, going back and seeking it over and over, it, it's, it's a band-aid. It, it helps us for a moment. But then it goes away and then we have to go back and we have to ask again and ask again. And that's when partners start to be like, okay, now I'm not having as good a time. And it has sure. nothing to do with your penis size or if we put it in other elements, maybe other things people feel insecure about, right? It has nothing to do with your weight or your body shape or, right, like the size of your chest or, I don't know, maybe someone has a really large head. Right? <laughs> It has yeah. nothing to do with these things, but you checking on it all the time is starting to annoy me. And I feel like you don't, to your point, Greg, you don't trust me. You don't believe. Well, me. and and I was just going to say, because we're kind of talking about this, like when you're in kind of a, a partnership already, think about mm -hmm. like single people that may be having issues right. where you're like, and you have multiple parts, you're like, do you have to like go through like this rigmarole every single time with every new person, which could be frequent you know right. if you're single and it's kind of like so then it just becomes compounding where you're like oh my god i can't get myself out of this rut and it's like well you need to figure out a way to do that because 
you know, date number three this week is not going to give you the same reassurance, perhaps, that date number one did and that yes. you're looking for. Right. Like, and that's why that personal reassurance to your point, Greg, becomes so important. Reassurance becomes so important because like the, especially like, let's say you're like somebody that just really enjoys casual sex with people. Right. And that's kind of more the model that you live your, like you kind of are currently living with maybe continue to, that's your preference. Like you're going to have more fun if you go in with people not being apologetic, <laughs> Both like what you're bringing to the table and yeah we are not this is where i say like all of us this is about our robustness to rejection right like we are not going to be every it's not like i i've talked before with people around like it's not like we walk you walk as individuals we walk around the world and we think i love everything about that 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 <laughs> All of us have preferences. We reject and judge people in our heads in a constant flow state, whether we're aware of it or not. So none of us are immune to judgment or rejection from other people, right? Because we're doing it all the time. If we get our preferences, other people also get theirs. And that doesn't make them bad or us bad or them good or us good. It's just we're all trying to negotiate our preferences with each other. And if you're meeting new people and your body or like your penis size is not quite for them, that doesn't mean like this is an affirmation. The world will never, no one will ever like or what I have going on. That's someone's individual preference. And this is a very large world. Absolutely. I listen, it. I totally agree. And I think that if we also work at, you know, uh, communication, like we always say here at the University of Pleasure, communicating with our partners, making sure, and also trying to understand that, you know, I, I you know, I try to equate this to a, a, a similar thing, you know, being a cisgender man who likes cisgender women and vaginas, you know, like uh, different shapes, different sizes. Everything's different. Like there's no two that are exactly the same in the vagina department. And boobs are bigger, boobs are smaller, boobs, are, you know what I mean? Like there's all different kinds of things and there's all different kinds of preferences. And one is not bad and one is not better. It's just really what you dig. And sometimes if you're a single male and you're like, ah, I dig, you know, larger breasts, you know, sometimes and other times I dig, you know, some that aren't that large. It's all about preference. And if we can just kind of pull ourselves back from the brink, as like you're saying here, Doc, like, you know, it's either this or failure. You're either <laughs> the greatest or you're just not quite making the cut right. that, you know, and then communication with your partner long term. If you have a long term partner, you know, are they happy? Talk to them. You know, and be able to say, hey, you know, and this is one thing we have talked about before is the toys thing, because there's a lot of intimidation with toys and that, you know, utilizing a toy or a woman wanting a toy, or a person who has a vagina who wants a toy or penetration or a person that enjoys penetration in general. So I'm trying to make sure I say it all correctly. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean because they enjoy that type of sensory uh, that all of a sudden that you are not worthwhile. Just like, you know, sometimes you watch a porno movie and you go, oh, she's, this woman's really hot with really big boobs. And then over here you go, oh, this person's really hot on the next day, you know, with not as big boobs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all preferences, you know, and just, <laughs> if we just stop, pull, you know, am I saying this no. right here, Doc? Am I making yeah, sense? I mean, I think in re reality, like, I think if we can work, the notable thing is I think if we all work on being kinder to ourselves, we end up being kinder to other people. And Agreed. we end up and I know that that sounds like overly maybe Pollyanna-ish in certain ways, but I don't think that it's a false statement. No, I don't think like so. A lot of times, a lot of times our cruelty, just go online. Right? Yeah. A lot of times our cruel like trolls and stuff, like a lot of times our cruelty towards others or like like there are lots of ways to tell this is maybe more for someone like if you are someone that enjoys a larger penis, right? Like be thoughtful about how you communicate that to yeah. someone. Yeah. <laughs> be thoughtful. Like, that's okay. No shade. But be thoughtful about how you communicate that to someone. Because we do live in a world in which that's something that someone is, like, that that messaging has been, like, deeply ingrained. And I think when we work to be, like, kinder with ourselves about, like, 
you know, that we can't be everything for everybody and that we're going to experience rejection sometimes. And we're just not going to be someone's cup of tea sometimes. The easier it is to like be kinder to that person in front of us, right? Because we're not coming from a place of like angst and like, you're rejecting me, I reject you, right? And that's where we all start to get really nasty and kind of mean to each other. And it's, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm above it. We've all struggled with it from time to sure. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremiah and I actively on this podcast. I, yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> thank you. Point in time. But I think that like, so this isn't like a, wow, you need to be a hundred percent confident. Like this is like a work in progress, but I think, you know, I will say, and I do want to say this before we, cause I know we're probably wrapping up in a soon here, but like, I do think if somebody is someone that does have a much smaller than typical penis, that is going to come with greater experiences of rejection and greater experiences of harmful maybe or difficult experiences and it and it is important to like be really thought like because I I don't want to say like it's fine you're making it all up in your head no you're not the world is can be really cruel about certain things And, and as a result that means that individual people can be really cruel and can be really rejecting and those things leave a mark right like we all have our scars and our wounds that we carry with us and some people more than others because of difficult experiences that they've had. And so I, I also want to say that like, if, you know, this is kind of like the place, we, but like some people might struggle with this to a much, and not, not necessarily because of their penis size, but just because of maybe experiences they've had or ways in which they've internalized that messaging or reactions that they've had from partners in the past. Like some people might struggle with this much more in, in depth than other people and that's really where you want to like start to maybe look at that individually with somebody right with uh, probably ideally a professional or unless you've got like a really good friend that you can really trust or somebody in your world that you think is going to be really helpful with that but like i think sometimes the 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 insecurities folks might have around this run a little deeper and it's become about much more than just the size of a penis and it's so, now started to extend to other things as well. As we oh, do need to just, sorry. And some people just been through some really shitty stuff and they True. need a safe place to work that out. Well, so we're going to need to wrap up here today, doc. So do you have any last thoughts or feelings and you as well, Greg, before we all say oh, goodbye, I would love Greg's thoughts. I've been talking too much as always. But no, I, I mean, I, I've kind of interjected when I felt I needed to, um, <laughs> I mean, I guess really like it was kind of funny because you were, you know, like when you were talking about just like you're finding your own self-worth, like I, it just brought me back to that Saturday Night Live skit of Stuart Smalley, oh. <laughs> um, you know, where you you're sit there enough. and you talk to yourself in a mirror and you're like, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh, darn it. People like me, you know, it's kind of like <laughs> we all need maybe a little dose of Stuart Smalley in our lives just to kind of you know, get us over the hump, mm-hmm. as it were. But um, I do like the fact that, you know, you did bring up the point where, yeah, I mean, regardless of the impression or the preferences, typically, if you are on the lower end or the smaller end of the scale, it may be a little, you know, a little bit more of an incline for you to to you know to to traverse mm-hmm. then if you are perhaps on the opposite end of that spectrum so you know for for all the people out there with the you know with the less than typical hey you know what we're in your corner here rah rah find that good person that you need to find um whether it be professional or there's someone out there for you i i'm yeah. i'm positive of that so you, know, you just got to keep working at it until you find it. And, you know, God bless you. Well, and, and I want to say, you know, thank you both for having this discussion. I know this is something that a lot of people with penises truly do have a lot of insecurities. Some insecurities come with having a very large uh, wiener and have some smaller and, and some in the middle. And everybody's got insecurities. Everybody does. Some like people got flat feet. Some people got really high arches and that can make them insecure. 
and sometimes cause back problems. But it's not about me, okay? We're not talking about me right now. <laughs> well, and I would also just, if I could, if I could just say this. I like, was about to say something so also, profound. It was like, oh, I was so leading sorry. to such I'm an so incredible place. Well, it's gone for, it's arguments. gone now. It doesn't matter. I don't even, because I, I was trying <laughs> to figure it out. The has now left his brain. It, it, so I mean, sorry. it's okay. Go sorry, ahead, Doc. I'm sorry, Jeremiah. I apologize for It's that. literally. <laughs> I just do want to, I did want to say that like people, like, I, I don't want to like, create the message that somebody like if you have a small penis you're automatically insecure right like there are lots of people out there rocking penises that are not the typical size that are on the smaller end of the spectrum that are super confident and they're feeling really great because they've they've either not felt impacted by the messaging because they've just been particularly resilient to it or they've done the work and they just are feeling pretty good and navigate that in a like they navigate it and it's not an issue in their life. So I don't want to like create the messaging that like, if you, if you have a small answer, you must be having a terrible time. <laughs> the yeah. reality is like, I'm sure yeah. there is a bevy experiences just as there are people with really large penises having a great time. And then there are people with really large penises having a medium time. And then some people having a not good time. There There's go. the same level of diversity on the other end of the spectrum. Agreed. Anyway, and that. those were exactly the things I was going to say in my profound statement. So there we have it. We are all on the same page. Insecurity comes in all shapes and sizes. And the truth of the matter is you might think that having a big penis changes everything and it might not. And having a smaller penis might help you and it might not there's so many things communicate with your partner like the doc was saying you know do the work talk to somebody don't be intimidated by toys smaller or larger just think about the diversity of fun that you can have and uh, you know i think we should maybe revisit this again right. you know maybe we should come back around and talk a little bit more about it because it's such a topic that can go so in depth and at some um, point, you know, if we ever want to, you know, who love like is a very has wonderful ideas on this topic is Laura Rademacher. My, my personal friend and, uh, you mm -hmm. know, uh, very, very, very brilliant close. therapist. Oh, yes, that too. Yes. She's a brilliant therapist yeah. and a dear, dear friend of mine. And I would love to hear the sultry sounds of Laura. That woman could read. I always say it. But that voice is just so calming to me. I'm just like, give me just like I want to give her like. I don't know, uh, like read me Our Town by Thornton Wilder. Like I would just be like, ah, you know, <laughs> oh, it'd be like so at oof. ease. Anyway, okay, fine. Maybe not that book. All right, I was trying That's to pull something quick. Episode. Okay, <laughs> well, listen. I was uh, in that. I was in that in high school. I was in it, and I was asleep while in it. Uh, <laughs> it's a great play. Anyway, you know what? Enough. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm not saying it. It was just shaming was, my choices. My How Again, dare we you? We all have. We all have our preferences. That's and right. That's right. It's not one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you, Doc, for all that you do and all of the insight and wisdom. Thank you, Greg, for being here and talking from your perspective as well. And, you know, I think we'll definitely come back full circle and talk a little bit more about this. But I appreciate you both. Thank you for all the kindness and everything that you've shown to all of our millions of fans here at the University of Pleasure. And uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And we'll be talking to you all again soon. Bye, Greg. Bye. Bye. Jesus Christ. I. Bye, Greg. Bye. Greg said bye. Yeah. And then how many episodes have we done? Bye, I then say Jeremiah. bye, Doc. You say bye. And I. Ah, this is crazy. Is it because I, I don't know what I did wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't let him. You didn't let him say bye, Doc, before you said bye. Thank you, I... Greg. Thank you. I mean, you would Not think that Greg he, was he doing likes, all the episodes. He likes the pattern. It's it's you know. It's, it's like a struggle. I am for him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are we going to do this again? Or, All right, here we go. Let's try again. Bye, Greg. Bye. Bye, Doc. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social media.